are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Namaste. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is literally a repeat of a workshop that I just completed live to a private group of students. And we are just experiencing a full moon, a super full moon, which was in Scorpio. And I am so excited to share the workshop with you on Yoga Podcast. I do wish that I was able to record it live because the workshop was so amazing and the energy was so full, but I'm still writing the vibrational waves of that workshop as I record today's episode. So I am going to share with you as my heart is still full, we were working on some trauma techniques on how to heal the mind-body connection. And they say, as it is written, so it is done. We talk a lot about journaling on Yoga Podcast because it is so important to the evolution of your practice, which is lifelong on and off of the mat. Journaling is something that I think everyone should do, regardless of practicing yoga or any other type of physical or spiritual discipline, however you find yoga to be for you in your life. Journaling is definitely something that I think everyone should learn to do. Rather, it's something you do daily with just a couple of words, something you do weekly, or you do monthly or however you wish to journal, it is something that you should really invite into your life, if not already. I tend to have several journals. I have one that I do daily where I just jot down what was really something notable that happened in my day, something that I really have to mindfully think about maybe a couple of words of gratitude, some areas that I wish to explore or work on. I also have a journal that I do every so often when I get an itch, and it's a special journal that has more of, I think, landmark things that happen in my life that I like to journal within that journal. And then I like to do one every year for my birthday, (laughs) which is also a separate journal. So I always joke that One day, someone is going to stumble upon all of these journals and read all of them. But hopefully, I will not have any worries about that because I will be in bliss on some other vibration. I've been journaling since I was a child. And so for me, this is just something that I do. With that said, I still have to invite discipline into my life so that I do journal more. I've noticed that those that I work with, including myself, tend to journal a lot more when we are feeling down and blue. I don't know if it's because we're home more and we're near the journal, but it is really important that we journal also when we're 
feeling those extreme highs and everything in between. It is really fascinating to me when I've gone back and I read my own journals, especially when my mind has allowed me to over-romanticize a scenario from the past or the opposite of that, the polar opposite of that, which is where I think something was way worse than it was. And then I go back and I read my own thoughts in real time and I'm able to really see what I was actually feeling. And it's typically very different in some respect or another from how I'm thinking of that situation in present day. Now, sometimes that's great because I can see the growth that I've had as a human or even a spiritual being where maybe I was really hard on myself or someone else and I can see that I've grown and I've elevated in my own thought process since then or in a lot of cases where I thought something was way better in the past, and then I read back and I realize, no, it was miserable. <laughs> and it's really good that I'm gone and out of that situation, especially when you think about romances. You know, you can either think about a past love or lover as something that they were not, or something that um, you were wishing or projecting if you're doing some self evaluation or shadow work. So again, as it is written, so it is done. So when I work with those who have suffered from trauma, it is really important that we write down our thoughts, literally pen and paper, pencil and paper, because even utilizing a digital platform like a computer or your smartphone, although can be really great at jotting down some ideas and some notes, for some reason, there's something about the magic that takes place when you're literally utilizing your writing skills. And it becomes a bit automatic because your brain starts to really move faster than your fingers. And you start to really just get it all out before it's too late. And I've talked about different ways that you can, I think, overcome some of your issues and traumas by utilizing writing techniques. Rather, you burn that piece of paper, you dissolve it in water, you tear it up into a million little pieces and throw it in the trash, or you keep that journal and you reflect on it one day, depending on what it is that you are trying to accomplish. So one of the exercises that we did in the workshop that I want to share today is we wrote down, now this could be a very triggering event and it may not even be something that you can do in a workshop setting. This might be something that you do over time, that you allow yourself an entire year to do, one name a month or one name a week. Um, it really just depends on where you're at in your healing process. So be kind and gentle with yourself because... Remembering that the conscious and subconscious need to align. They need to come together. When we think about putting our hands in prayer, bringing both palms of the hands fully together in that mudra, anjali, or namaste, or just prayer hands, you could think about it like bringing two halves of your brain together, two sides of your body, the divine masculine, the divine feminine, the subconscious and the conscious. When we bring that together in prayer, 
That's literally what we're doing. We're bringing and manifesting all of our energies together, the mind and the body, into spirit. Okay? So this is something that you can meditate on by bringing the hands into prayer. You know, they say that prayer is asking for what you want and meditation is listening to the answer. Okay? So in this exercise during the workshop, we started by grounding and centering our energy, which is really important. You want to feel safe and secure. We brought our hands into prayer. We brought our breath into alignment with our body. We allowed the mind to focus on a point in time and space. For some, they needed to go through mindful practice. For others, they could easily bring themselves into a meditative state. If you need to bring yourself in a mindful practice, you can use counting with your breath to get you there. So inhaling five counts, exhaling five counts, and doing this in repetition until you feel centered and grounded. And then we brought out our journals. We began to think back, possibly from the first point of existence that you can remember, for some, to the most recent event that they needed to work with. Now, as you can imagine, if you have a lot of trauma in your history, especially in your childhood, this can be a very triggering exercise that you want to make sure you do when you feel in most sacred space, you feel comfort, you feel supported and secure. So if going all the way back to your childhood feels too triggering, then just start with something more recent. And even something more recent can feel very triggering. A most recent breakup, a loss of any kind, a loss of a person you love through death or otherwise, a loss of a pet, a loss of a job, an opportunity, when something in your life wasn't exactly what you thought it would be, it didn't meet whatever expectation you might have set out for. And you can write that down. Now, if it's something or someone directly that you can offer forgiveness to, maybe even to yourself, then you can write down the name. And next to that name, write, I forgive you. And you may have to do this every day or just once. And then continue down the timeline and continue, I forgive you. And if that person is you, write your name. And this is such a beautiful exercise, albeit very challenging, because to forgive is the ultimate, ultimate spiritual experience. Now, why do you want to do this? Well, consciously, I know you know why, 
but subconsciously it's to remove emotional blocks. When you remove emotional blocks, you literally feel renewed. You feel like an entire new person. When you have truly aligned the mind and body with spirit, you feel so elevated. You literally feel love. When we practice yoga, especially hatha yoga, which is the sun and the moon, the moon representing the subconscious, which is the mind, the sun representing the conscious, which is the body, and you align those, it becomes spiritual. Whether you practice spiritual practices or not, we are spiritual beings, and when you make those connections with the mind and the body, it becomes a spiritual experience. That is why sexual experiences can become very spiritual. Religious experiences can become very spiritual. Learning experiences can become very spiritual. Moving your body through sport can become very spiritual. Anything that reminds you that you're connecting back to self in a deeper way. That spiritual experience then projects externally. And you begin to see life in a whole new way. Some say that's through the mind's eye. Through the third eye. But you eventually are able to connect and align all of your chakra centers from way deep beneath the root of the earth to way above into the ether or the spirit beyond the crown chakra. You begin to see the physical plane in an entire new way. For many who are suffering, who are blocked, the physical plane is reality, and reality isn't always favored. And so everything, or many things, or even some things can seem like a challenge and not like an opportunity. And so you begin to want to look into the future or the past, because you're looking outside of self. You don't want to be in the physical. You want to daydream and elevate into the ether, which has its time and its place. But when you feel aligned, your destination, planet Earth, becomes so sacred that even though you like to visit the idea of somewhere far above and below, you really begin to appreciate the physical in an entire new way. They say parents' biggest gift is patience. Well, when you begin to really experience 
the alignment of the mind and the body connection back to spirit, your biggest gift is being a child again. Seeing things from fresh, new, hopeful, faithful. There is no one who's more faithful and hopeful than an aligned child. Everything and anything is an opportunity. So that is what we did in our our workshop. We grounded our energy. We began to explore. And then we regrounded our energy again from everything that came up during the exploration. And then we came back into connection with self and community. And then we let it go with the full moon. So if you want to explore this entire process, you can begin to do this easily with yourself or others. Do not think about it before you begin it. Just bring out your journal or a piece of paper and explore. And when something begins to come up, breathe and reground your energy. Don't become frustrated. Don't become nervous or fearful or scared. Reground, regroup. Everything that you've already done, everything that you've learned, and then let it go. So with that, as you can see, this exercise every full moon can be really beneficial. And before you know it, you're actually looking for people, situations, and yourself to forgive. And I have to tell you, as a person who used to suffer from severe PTSD, it is so refreshing when I'm practicing the exercise of letting go to know that now I'm just focusing on looking for opportunities to provide forgiveness. And most of the time, I'm forgiving myself for a thought that I had, for a response that I participated in. Which brings me to the end of today's discussion, which ended the workshop as well. When you have a thought in your mind that is completely aligned with your vision, answer that thought by saying, I respect that thought. And likewise, whenever you have a thought that is not serving you, say, I reject that thought or I banish that thought. So several times today, actually, I had some very strange thoughts enter my mind. And immediately I said, I reject that. (laughs) I banish that. 
and immediately they went away. It didn't mean that they didn't come back in a new form, in a new way. But soon as I recognized the thought, I banished it. And then when I found myself thinking something more in line with what I'm trying to do in my life, I said, oh, I respect that thought. I love that thought. Oh, that was a good thought. And I did it multiple times throughout the day whenever I consciously was aware of it. Now, what my hope is and what I believe to be true is that over time, subconsciously, my mind will know what to do before it even hits the conscious realm. So thoughts will get rejected or banished before I even have a chance to think them. And positive thoughts will be so in abundance that it will just be second nature. I won't need to respect them because I am them. So I invite you to give that a try. A negative thought comes in your mind. It could be anything. It could be something that just makes you have a pit in your stomach of anxiety. You know, parents who think, oh, I don't want something bad to happen to my child today. Just, I reject that thought. You're having a negative association with somebody or something. I reject that thought. Some old concepts and thoughts creep up in your mind about money or family or love that have come over through, you know, generational trauma, just reject it and banish it. And then when you find yourself going, oh my gosh, that bird is so pretty. Go, oh my gosh, I respect that thought. I love that thought. Oh, wow, look at the moon. Wow, it's so full and glorious. Ooh, I love that I just had that thought. Ooh, that is a really pretty baby. Or that's a really delicious smell. Invite more of those thoughts. All right. Well, with that all said, I wish you all peace and love. I hope that your journey on and off of the mat is filled with nothing but thoughts that you can respect. Love you all. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste.